Welcome to The Frontline with FPM, where we talk about California politics, homeschool freedom, parental rights, and the family. I'm your host, Nathan Pierce, and thanks for joining us today. Let's jump right in and see what's going on here on The Frontline. Well, it's been quite a week, and you know that uh, we've had a lot of legislative action. So uh, today, this is uh, Friday, the uh, 19th of May, and uh, we're going to go over just a couple of quick things and um, review some of the stuff that's happened this week in terms of legislation and go over a couple of tips on what to understand from it and where things are at. So as you know, uh, we had a number of bills that we were watching in the appropriations committees. Now, the appropriations committees are where they decide not policy, but price. Now, when we look at the policy committees, they're deciding uh, in the education committee, for example, what is good policy for our education system. In the, uh, in the farming uh, or the business and professions committee, they are deciding what policies are good for those areas. But in the Appropriations Committee, they're deciding how much money they are going to appropriate for certain things in government. Now, there are a whole bunch of bills in appropriations because unlike policy committees where you have things split up between a bunch of different committees dealing with different areas of government, in appropriations, anything that costs money has to go to appropriations. So we have a whole bunch of Senate bills that cost money, and they all have to go to appropriations. Their deadline for getting out of appropriations is today, so they had to get a whole bunch done on that this last week. And then in the Assembly, you have a whole bunch more bills, about twice as many, that have to go to appropriations in the Assembly, and their deadline was also today, so they had a bunch of work to do this week as well. In fact, there were about 700-plus bills that were heard in appropriations committees yesterday. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm talking about. Tons of bills. So in um, between those two committees, the Senate Appropriations Committee and the Assembly Appropriations Committee, they passed out... They passed from those committees uh, close to uh, somewhere around 600, between six and 700 bills. And that's a lot of bills. Uh, we have just a lot of legislators that like to pass bills and they like to spend money. So um, that's, what, that's what we're talking about here in terms of volume of, of bills that, is, that are moving in the California State Legislature. And when you look at uh, what those bills are, uh, they range everywhere from dealing with education to health care to roads to um, unions, all kinds of different things. And so um, we're going to focus just on a few of those um, right now uh, because there are certain bills that I've mentioned previously that, uh, that were in those appropriations committees, and I'm going to mention a couple of those uh, today. So first, um, let's let's talk about the ones that got held in committee. Um, there are a couple of bills that were held um, that we've been watching. Um, SB 36 was held in committee. That one deals with uh, some gender identity issues as well as uh, a number of 
um, uh, abortion issues that are all over in the code. Uh, this bill is massive and it really should have been split up into several bills because the topics range so widely, but specifically um, SB 36, again, which, which was held in committee, that means it did not pass out of committee to the floor, it was held in committee. SB 36 um, also uh, was that bill that I mentioned sort of changes a bunch of terminology with regard to unborn people. Uh, people that are unborn, that are still in the womb, it changed a lot of terminology with relationship to those people to make them sound less like people. Uh, so I'm really glad, at least at this point in time, that this bill got held in committee and didn't pass. That's SB 36. So praise God for that. Um, another bill that got um, uh, held in committee was SB 767, which was that mandatory kindergarten bill. Uh, so that's good that it was held. Again, these bills were not held in committee because the policy was disagreeable to them. Uh, no, these bills have already passed the policy committees. These bills are only in appropriations because the legislature approved of the policy. Okay, they can't get this far without the legislature approving of the policy. So that's kind of disappointing that they got that far and that it's just the cost that's keeping them from passing this stuff. Anyway, we're glad that something stopped it. Anyway, uh, moving on to some of the bills that did pass. Um, so let's talk briefly about um, 659. Maybe 659 is that HPV vaccine bill. That bill did uh, pass out of the Appropriations Committee. Um, it is, uh, I know that some amendments are in the works for that bill, but it did pass through. So as written, that bill did get passed through the Appropriations Committee after it passed through the Policy Committee. So remember, it passed the Policy Committee, which means they agree with the policy of it. And then it also passed through the appropriations, meaning whatever costs involved in that bill, we're happy to pay for it. That's what the legislature is saying. So this is, um, this is how this works, but there's more to the story than this. Uh, the bills don't stop here. After a bill goes through a policy committee, and if it costs money, it has to go through the appropriations committee, the next step for those bills is for it to go to the floor. So that means the floor of the house where that bill was introduced, for example, um, AB 659 is an assembly bill because it's an AB, that means it's an assembly bill. That bill has to go before the full assembly before it can go on its next steps, which would be over on the Senate side. It has to go from the assembly over to the Senate and get passed over there as well before going to the governor for his signature. So right now, these bills have only gone through the policy committee and the fiscal committee or the appropriations committee on the House side where they started. So 659 is an assembly bill, and that bill has been uh, through the policy committee and the appropriations committee in its house of origin, the assembly, and now it has to go to the floor of its house of origin, and that floor is the assembly floor. Now there are 80 members of the assembly, and when it goes to the floor, that bill has to be voted on by all 80 of those assembly members. So this gives us another chance for those legislators to weigh in on this bill and decide whether they want it to go on to the next step. Ultimately, to get signed into law, 
But as you look at these different steps, something that is helpful to remember is that every single one of these steps is an opportunity. It is an opportunity for that bill to die. Okay, so we need to take advantage of every single opportunity we can get. And in this particular case, every single assembly member has an equal vote on whether this bill lives or dies. And so this is another opportunity for this bill to die. So like any bill that's going before the full assembly, they have to vote on it and it has to get a certain number of votes in order for it to pass. So one other piece of information that's really key is that legislators sometimes vote yes, sometimes vote no, sometimes they don't vote at all. They can choose to not vote. They can abstain because uh, maybe they're out sick or whatever, but more commonly they don't vote because they don't want to be uh, they don't want to be uh, getting documented as having voted for something or having voted against something. They don't want it to be on their record. So they just say, oh, I'm not going to take a position. So if you look at the process of a bill becoming law, it doesn't matter really if somebody votes no or doesn't vote at all. What matters is how many votes did the bill get on yes votes. It's the number of yes votes that matters when you're trying to get your bill passed. So if any one of these bills gets not quite enough yes votes, it doesn't matter what happened with the other votes. It doesn't matter if there are no votes or that the person didn't vote at all. So the reason that this is important is that when you call your legislator and you ask them, please don't vote yes on this bill, you don't have to tell them, hey, vote no on this bill. You can do that. You can ask them to vote no, or you can ask them to either vote no or abstain. And a vote, an abstention vote is a little bit easier for them to do politically, and yet it still makes that bill get one less vote. So that can help us if we are wanting a bill to die. We don't care if they vote no, although we would like them to. It really doesn't matter for the outcome of the bill itself. What matters for the bill itself is that it gets fewer yes votes than it needs in order to pass. So if you're calling your legislator about any of these bills, remember to offer a suggestion that they either vote no or abstain on the bill. Now, AB 659 has to go through the entire assembly, and then after that, if it gets passed by the whole assembly, it would have to go to the Senate side. Now, the Senate, which has 40 members instead of the 80 that the assembly has, the 40 members of the Senate is also split up into committees, and that bill, AB 659, has to go through committee, uh, both a policy committee and a fiscal committee on the Senate side before going to the full Senate for its approval and then going to the governor for his signature. And it has to, every bill has to go through this whole, in, whole process, policy committee, fiscal committee, floor, and both houses before it goes to the governor, before it can get signed into law. So um, there's still a number of steps left on all these bills and a number of steps, remember, those are each opportunities for bills to die. So if you, um, if you have uh, opinions on legislation, 
always remember there's opportunities. There's a number of opportunities along the way to, um, to weigh in on legislation, to get your voice heard, but also remember that the closer you get to the end of all of this cycle, the closer you get to the end, the fewer chances you have, the fewer opportunities that bill has to die. So, um, so we mentioned that SB 36, SB 767 uh, were held in committee. Um, we mentioned AB 659 passed and is going to the assembly floor for a vote. So I would encourage you, if, if, um, if you can, to make a phone call to your legislator on AB 659. You can go to our website, fpmca.org, uh, click on Get Involved, and then you can find the uh, Find My Legislator uh, search and find out who your assembly member is and call your assembly member to voice your opinion and ask them to vote no or abstain on AB 659. Uh, in terms of uh, other bills, there's one other bill I want to mention, and that is AB 1057. AB 1057 is that bill that um, funds a program to do home visits for new parents, uh, parents bringing a baby home from the hospital, and a new baby in the home, they want to make available social workers to go and visit and help do parenting classes and training parents to, to be parents. And um, this is not a mandated option at this point in this particular bill, although that has been suggested in the past, but it is a stepping stone to mandating uh, home visits by social workers for anybody with a new child, and this is a wrong direction for our state to go, so this is also a bad bill, AB 1057, so I would encourage you also to call your legislator on AB 1057 as well. Ask them to vote no. This would be um, AB 1057, so call your assembly member and ask them to either vote no or abstain on AB 1057. So with all this in mind and looking through all of the different bills, you know, there were so many that passed through these committees, just be aware that there is a lot of evil in some of this legislation. Um, I mentioned AB, SB 36 and, and that it really is terrible, um, the extent to which they're going to try to make um, things like abortion more prevalent, uh, things like um, dehumanizing unborn children and making the terminology that is used by the government and used by society change so that they are less human than they, than they really are, so that um, people think of them as less than human. And this is very wrong. This is, this is against God's design for the family. Um, God tells us that he knit us in our mother's wombs. And that is, that is a testament to, to God's heart for unborn children. And we need to have that heart too. And changing this terminology and dehumanizing unborn children with our, with our, with our language is, is really uh, a really sad state to be in. And we need to be voicing our opinions, our our ability to, to explain truth and to speak truth and to preach truth to those that are supposedly representing us in this state. Um, remember what it says in Ecclesiastes. It says the conclusion, this is the end of Ecclesiastes. It's chapter 12, verse 13. The conclusion, when all has been heard, 
is fear God and keep his commandments, because this applies to every person. For God will bring every act to judgment, everything which is hidden, whether it is good or evil. Now, we need to make sure that we're standing up for truth, too, because these acts will be judged, ultimately. And if we don't do what we can, we put ourselves in the position of saying, of, of being um, silent, in silent agreement to this evil that's happening, which is a very dangerous position for us to be in. Let's not align ourselves by silence with those that are pushing through this legislation, those that represent us and are taking our silence as affirmation. So consider that as you go to fpmca.org and look up who your assembly member is and your senator is and ask them to not vote yes on these bad bills that are moving forward. So thanks so much for watching today and we are having our Homeschool Freedom Day this weekend, so please pray for that. And also, um, we look forward to seeing you at future events, too, if you can't make it tomorrow. But definitely, we look forward to engaging with you on these important issues in the future. That's it for now. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Frontline with FPM. For more information about the topics we discuss here, Check out Family Protection Ministries at fpmca.org and subscribe to our channel.